Good morning, friend. This is Victory 91.5 on a Tuesday morning. Thank you so much for coming across the dial to us or if you've come online or through the app, all the different ways that you can listen. I am grateful to be with you. I'm Quincy, and this is Q in the Morning on the Sound of Revival. Pray that you've been having a wonderful start to your morning. You know, for me, just being transparent, you know, there's people that talk about Wednesday being the wall of the week or the hump day or any of those things. Tuesdays are always the hardest ones for me for some reason. But I am so thrilled and so grateful to have the opportunity to worship the Father this morning with you. There is so much that we can praise him for. There is so much to thank him for. We got up this morning. I know that's a cliche, but it is so true. Hmm. Let's go into 2 Corinthians 1. I'm going to start with verse 3. And it says, All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is our merciful Father and the source of all comfort. So today, if, if Tuesdays are tough for you too, there's comfort in Jesus. Verse 4 says, He comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort others. When they are troubled, we will be able to give them the same comfort God has given us. So again, being commanded, as Jesus told us to love like we are loved, Here's Paul in the direction of the Holy Spirit saying, Comfort as we are comforted. Verse 5. For the more we suffer for Christ, the more God will shower us with his comfort through Christ. Hmm. Even when we are weighed down with troubles, it is for your comfort and salvation. For even we ourselves are comforted, we will certainly comfort you. Then you can patiently endure the same things we suffer. In verse 7, we are confident that as you share in our sufferings, you will also share in the comfort God gives us. So Paul again calling for people to come together and share in what the Lord has for us, whether that is the comforts or the sufferings. And joy comes in the morning. Father, we are grateful for your comfort. The troubles of this world are seemingly endless, but you, God, hmm, you are an everlasting God. Your love, unfailing and never-ending. Your mercy is a renewing of my soul each morning, Lord. And your grace, God, hmm, it is amazing. We find strength in your joy, Jesus. And we know, just like Paul pointed out here, in this world there will be trouble. And we know that that can weigh us down sometimes. But oh, oh God, to rest in you and your, your goodness, there is such peace to be found in you. We thank you, Father, for your Holy Spirit and the comfort of knowing there is direction and discernment that comes with maturing and trusting in you. 
as we continue to pursue your heart, Father. Direct us in biblical unity with our brothers and sisters in Christ so that we can encourage and build each other up, each follower of Jesus. We declare peace and strength over this day, over each circumstance. In Jesus' name, amen. Abby Grimaldi with Better Off here on Victory 91.5. I hope you're better off this morning hanging out with us here on your Tuesday. I know I'm better off with Jesus. That's right. Better than anything this world has to offer. You know, we have to include him <laughs> to be better off. It's not just a box you check on Sundays. It's it's an every day, every moment, every situation thing. Especially when it comes to how we handle being hurt. And in this time of asking you what you're looking at on your social media scrolls, that's a place that there's a lot of hurt hanging around sometimes if you're not paying attention to who you're hanging out with. But in this situation, I'm quoting Georgia's own Catherine Mullins. It's one of my new favorite social media follows. She said recently, unforgiveness only hurts the one that wields it. Let that sink in for a second. It's so, so true. Unforgiveness only hurts the one that wields it. Jesus is the ultimate example of forgiveness and he calls us to do the same. Jesus didn't take matters into his own hands. Instead, he trusted himself to the Father who judges justly. And in many parables, Jesus gives us examples of how we're to be able to do it like him through the Holy Spirit. Give in to his grace. He is your vindicator. Let the hurt go in Jesus' name. Because unforgiveness is only going to hurt you as you hold on to it. Keep that in mind as we love like Jesus today, because that means we have to love others as he has loved us, and that means forgiveness is at the foundation of that. His name is Jesus. There is no greater king. There is no greater name. He's the light of the world. And there is freedom in his name. I'm Quincy. This is Q in the morning on Victory 91.5. We're making our way into the 7 o'clock hour on your Tuesday. And I, you know, I don't know about you, but... There's a heaviness that's trying to, to fall and speaking against it in Jesus' name. And I don't know if that's because there's somebody out there that needs to know that you can give it to Jesus. You can let go and he will carry the heavy burden and he'll throw it as far as the east is from the west. The king is in the room this morning. Darkness has to go in Jesus' name. He is awesome in power. He is the light of the world. And 
There is peace in Jesus' name. There's never been a love so great. There's never been a name better. In Psalm 127, verse 1, it says, Unless the Lord builds the house, the work of the builders is wasted. Unless the Lord protects the city, guarding it with centuries will do no good. It's useless, in verse 2, to work so hard from early morning until late at night, anxiously working for food to eat, for God gives rest to his loved ones. And don't take that as saying you don't have to work. As the Bible says, if you don't work, you don't eat. But it says to not anxiously be working. To not be letting worry and fear drive the work of your hands. But work unto the Lord. Let him build the house. <laughs> Unless he is in it, what's the point? God wants to be in every aspect of your life. The creator of the universe, the one who gave you free will, the one who sent his son to go through this life as an example for us, and then go be the sacrifice so we could be in relationship with him and be in his forever kingdom family. Let him be in it today. Let the light of the world light up your life this morning. He loves you. He's got you. Father, we bring the heavy burdens to you. Father, we command the darkness to flee in Jesus' name. We let you lift the heaviness in Jesus' name. This world has got nothing on the name of Jesus. Father, we just thank you for your peace, and we thank you for your strength, and we thank you for your joy, and we praise you in the storm. You are worthy, you are holy. We love you, God. There is none like you. We love you, Father. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we know his love will go very far. That's Tasha Layton and how far here on Victory 91.5. It's time to go over the edge with me. Well, if you don't want to go, I guess you're, you know, you're kind of going anyway. <laughs> well, this one uh, is another world record. It, it just, you know, it was kind of a cool story because the, the age of the guy that, that pulls this off. But then it was also just like, who thinks to do these things? Uh, but it's a 75-year-old from Quebec, and he's now become the oldest man on record to successfully perform a headstand. And uh, the guy, he, he goes by Tony. It was at the end of last year, and it's just been confirmed. 
of the age of 75 years and 33 days uh, this week. Uh, they've been measuring and compiling world records, Guinness has, since 1955, by the way. But he, uh, Tony, would often walk on his hands in his younger years after immigrating from Lebanon at age 30. He began a concerted effort to start training and living a healthier life at age 55. And once he mastered the skill of holding the inverted posture, he started performing all over his town there in Canada. He said he wasn't shy about performing the headstands. He said his friends thought he was strong and his family's, of course, uh, worrying that he will hurt himself because he's over 75 years old. Now, he said the biggest challenge on the day that he did the record, it was gonna, it was gonna be on nice, soft grass, but because of rain, they had to change it and it was on concrete. So it made it a little more difficult, but at 75 years old, not only does he do this world record, but his daily routine involves waking up early for a 20-minute run, followed by a post-coffee headstand and 20 push-ups in the posture. Those close to him say they can't remember a time that he wasn't doing the headstands. Now, I don't really end up with time or the desire to do regular push-ups, let alone try to stand on my head and do one. And this guy at 75 making me look bad and feel bad about myself this morning. Uh, that's over the edge, in my opinion. But hey, if dude's happy at 75 years old doing headstands, more power to you, man. And now you're in the Guinness World Record book. How cool is that? I know some folks that can pull this off, but guys at 75 doing this, that's pretty rare. And that's Over the Edge. Never gonna let me go. He's never going to let us go. That's Sanctus Real here on Victory 91.5, the sound of revival at the bottom of your 7 o'clock hour on a Tuesday morning. So glad that I have the opportunity to be with you. This is Q in the Morning. I'm Quincy, and let's go into 1 Corinthians together. Let's go to chapter 15, going to jump down to verse 45. Now it says here, the scripture tells us, the first man, Adam, became a living person, but the last Adam, that is Christ, is a life-giving spirit. What comes first is the natural body, then the spiritual body comes later. Adam, the first man, was made from the dust of the earth, while Christ, the second man, came from heaven. Verse 48, earthly people are like the earthly man and heavenly people are like the heavenly man <laughs> again goes back to not fighting against flesh and blood right verse 49 just as we are now like the earthly man we will someday be like the heavenly man what i'm saying dear brothers and sisters is that our physical bodies cannot inherit the kingdom of god these dying bodies cannot inherit what will last forever verse 51 but let me reveal to you a wonderful secret. We will not all die, but we will all be transformed. That's why I like to say we don't die, we finish. But verse 52 says, it will happen in a moment, in the blink of an eye, when the last trumpet is blown, for when the trumpet sounds, those who have died will be raised to live forever, and we who are living will also be transformed. 
verse 30, verse 53, <laughs> for our dying bodies must be transformed into bodies that will never die. Our mortal bodies must be transformed into immortal bodies. So why am I reading all of this to you this morning? You know, your natural body gets weary. <laughs> I know you've noticed that. But there is a spirit man. And his mercies are new. We are renewed in Jesus. And one day, we don't have to worry about these fleshly things anymore. We get to be with him and be like him. We will see him as he is in the glory that is heaven. But the kingdom of God is at hand. So we get to walk in peace and power and joy and love and gentleness, self-control, all those fruity spirits there. <laughs> it's exciting because we don't have to do it in these fleshly bodies. We get to do it as joint heirs with Christ because of what he did on the cross, because God got him up. We are representatives of his kingdom and his family. So lean on that today. Take joy in that today. And remember, as I like to put it, we are King's kids. Love like Jesus today. Don't worry about the flesh stuff. Get into the spirit. Get into his presence. And let the love of Jesus flow through you. Community-supported, listener-funded Victory 91.5. Thanks so much for being on with us here today as we navigate our way through the morning together. This is a, an opportunity to learn a little something of what happened on this day, and it's a did you know in 1881, the revised version for the EV or ERV of the New Testament was first published in England. The Old Testament was completed a little later in 1885. In 1905, the American Standard Version, based on the textual foundation of the Revised Version, was published in the United States. But it started with the Revised Version on this day in 1881. Some other happenings that you might or might not be aware of. In 1884, on this day, Alaska became a U.S. territory. The National Baptist Convention was chartered on this day in 1915. And the very first televised baseball game was broadcast on this day in 1939 on NBC with Princeton beating Columbia 2-1. to one. It's interesting that it was the two smart schools with athletics for the first televised baseball game. And speaking of baseball, for Atlanta Braves fans, 1970 Hammerin' Hank Aaron became the ninth player in Major League Baseball history to get 3,000 hits. That's pretty cool. And then my son will really like this one. On this day in 2009, the video game Minecraft was first released to the public while it was still in development. Interestingly enough, because the game is about building and it was still being built while it was released. Huh. So there's a whole batch of did you know today. So I uh, hope that helped you remember something or maybe learn something today. That's the commission from Cain there in that song, a wonderful rendition of that scripture. And so grateful 
And we have the opportunity to, to be here together this morning. We're heading into the 9 o'clock hour now on this Tuesday. I'm Quincy. This is Q in the Morning on Victory 91.5. We're going to have another opportunity to pray together here in just a moment. I want to refer us back to Psalm 100. It's a great one. We could read the whole thing, but uh, I'm going to just go through the first couple of verses here. It says, Shout joyfully to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness and delight. Come before his presence with joyful singing. Verse 3 says, Know and fully recognize with gratitude that the Lord himself is God. It is he who has made us, not we ourselves, but we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with a song of thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Be thankful to him. Bless and praise his name. In verse 5, it says, For the Lord is good. His mercy and loving kindness are everlasting. His faithfulness endures to all generations. So there's a, a line right there that you can use over the enemy anytime. We starts trying to remind you of what you've done in your past or what your family did or what your family's family did. God's faithfulness endures to all generations. That's forwards and backwards. In all time, he is good. We are thankful for his goodness. Now, earlier I pointed out attitude of gratitude. And right here, David hammers at home about entering his gates with a song of thanksgiving in his courts with praise and be thankful to him. Bless and praise his name. Father, we just, we just thank you. We fully recognize with gratitude that you are God. And it is you who made us. We are nothing in ourselves. But because of Jesus, because we have accepted the sacrifice he made, we are yours. And we enter your presence with a song of thanksgiving. We enter your courts with praise. We praise you, Yahweh. We lift you up. We bless your name, Lord, for you are good and your mercy endures forever. And your love for us that you lavish on us is never ending. We're so grateful for you. This joyful singing throughout our day that we come into your presence with, Lord, we, we're thankful that that gives us strength. And we serve you with such gladness and delight. Thank you for your Holy Spirit that does not let us forget of your goodness. And while in this time it's easy to go from moment to moment and the whole, what have you done for me lately, mentality. Lord, with you, 
you are always doing for us. You have done, you are doing, you will do. So God, we are grateful, full of joy and peace and strength because of you. You are a good, good father. And in the name of Jesus, we declare on this day, your peace, your strength, your mercy, your grace in Jesus' name. The devil cannot take our joy, cannot take our peace. He has no authority on your children in Jesus' name. Darkness has to flee because of your marvelous light. And Father, we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Yes, pour your spirit out on us, Father. Let's thrive, worship from the Let's Have Church album. Well, we're having a good time here on your Tuesday, and I'm going to ask you what you're looking at, talking about those social media scrolls again. It's important who you've got hanging around you, especially in the black hole of social media. So make sure it's encouraging. Make sure it's challenging in good ways, just like in real life. Your circle matters. Well, my friend Aaron Yarnall of Reckless Love Nashville, he posted this great comparison of our natural world and how things work in the kingdom. So he said, how do you become a citizen? And he listed a few things. He said, born in the country, legally immigrate to the country, adoption, and marry someone who is a citizen of that country. And those, those are some of the basics. That's right. And then he says, how about our kingdom or our heaven citizenship? Well, born again, grafted in or adopted, and be his bride, all of which is attainable through Jesus. Are you a citizen of the kingdom today? Are you walking like one? Do you realize that you have the rights and privileges of an ambassador of the kingdom? You know how they got those little badges and they don't have to worry about parking tickets and all that? <laughs> we get so much more than that. It's an amazing thing that we're joint heirs with Christ and we get to represent him and then reflect the Father. But you can only do that if you let go of all the old stuff, let go of all the culture, the family, the stuff that the enemy tries to use to bring you down, and let go, become untied, and rest in the freedom of Christ. And then you are his. And you get to mature in that and grow in that and all the good stuff that comes with that, right? I know I'm adopted. I am a child of the Most High God because he chose me to be. And because Jesus completed the mission, we are his. Amen. Victory 91.5, that's Brandon Lake with House of Miracles here on the Sound of Revival. 
You know, it is, uh, we're all houses of miracles, right? He gives us the power. His kingdom triumphs over even the coldest grave. His resurrection power, his blood runs through our veins. We come alive in the name of Jesus. We bring everything to the feet of Jesus. Everything in the name of Jesus. You got to have that heart full of faith. Give him your full attention and give him the final say. Yeah, then you're a house of miracles. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Yeah, it's the cliche of talking about Peter, but think about it. He had the faith to get out of the boat, but he didn't keep his gaze on Jesus. He started looking around and realized all the stuff around him instead of looking at the one that was there to hold him. He's holding you today. Just keep your eyes on him. Give him all the heavy burdens. Give him your cares. God is good all the time. All the time. God is good. We've got Todd Delaney, Elevation Worship, and so much more coming up for you. Make sure you check out the More Music app. That's M-O-R, the More Music app, or go to victory.radio. Powerful message from Verses with the song Neighbor. You know, God told us to love others as we have been loved by the Father. So, pretty clear mandate right there. He's loved us enough to look past all of our stuff. So we need to love like Jesus and look past the stuff of others and treat them like our neighbors. That's a good one. This is Q in the Morning. I'm Quincy. You're listening to the Sound of Revival. And as we get ready to have Nathan come in and take the reins and deliver some ministry to you here in a little bit, I'm going to uh, take you into Psalm 55, verse 22. No matter what it is that the enemy has whispered, or even if it's an all-on-front assault, you can give your burdens to the Lord, and he will take care of you. He will not permit the godly to slip and fall. And in John 14, he told his disciples, don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and trust also in me. Just a couple verses later, Philip says, well, show us the Father and we'll be satisfied. Jesus says, have I been with you all this time? And yet you still don't know who I am. Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. So why are you asking me to show him to you? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words I speak are not my own, but my Father who lives in me does his work through me. And as we are supposed to be like Jesus, that has to be our approach. You don't see this dying flesh in front of you. You see Jesus who reflects the Father. And so if we're going to love our neighbors, if we're going to give our burdens to him, Jesus did. He said, here, Father, I commit my spirit. Don't let your hearts be troubled today. Trust in God. Keep your eyes on Jesus. He is a good, good father. 